That was the German band Poupal Vu playing from the album, their 1974 album, Jahre und Jahre. And the name of that track was the name, same name as the album, Jahre und Jahre. Before that, the same band, Popol Vuh, from their 1975 album, Das Hohe Lied Salamis, playing a track whose title is too long to mention here. As always, we here at the Gates of Delirium are very proud to honor our sponsor, a generous donor, a believer in what we're doing here, Alfred's World of Trousers. Go down to Alfred, bring the family today, and be astonished by what Alfred has to offer in the way of every imaginable trouser and every kind of trouser that you would not have ever imagined before you had set foot in the emporium that is Alfred's world of trousers. Next, I'd like to bring you two songs from a band that was just formed in London in 2019. They've only put out one album. The name of the album is Something Happens Every Night. Gonna play first track, Midas X-Ray. The group is Lost Crowns.
You are listening to the Gates of Delirium Radio with your host, Junior Jenkins. I'm sitting in for the other guy who's presently swimming in a sea of moral uncertainty and couldn't make it tonight. We'll see if he'll, uh, he's ever going to return. In the meantime, we just played two songs from a band that was just formed in 2019 called The Lost Crowns. The album, Every Night Something Happens. We listened to Sound As Color, just played, and right before that was Midas X-Ray. We're going to go back to a band we played earlier, Wobbler, a band from Norway formed in 1999. This is going to be their, from their 2009 album, Afterglow. The name of the track is In Taberna. This is Wobbler.
that was the band Wobbler playing the track called In Taberna from their album Afterglow 2009. Next I'd like to play a little spacey little piece from Pink Floyd's first album, Piper at the Gates of Dawn. The title of this track is Matilda Mother.
That was Hygia Space Folk playing a track entitled Wait For It. This has been Gates of Delirium. I have been, my name is Junior Jenkins. I've been sitting in for the other guy who's going through an existential meltdown at this time. We all hope he'll be better. The prognosis is good, but until then, I'll be substituting, bringing you the very best of progressive rock and roll. From its inception, 1970, to the present day, progressive rock and roll lives. We're here on mutinyradio.org. I'm here every Wednesday from 6 to 8. Once again, my name is Junior Jenkins. I'm going to play a song now called by Premiata Forneria Marconi, PFM. They're from Italy. They were formed in 1971. The name of this is Out on the Roundabout. You are listening to The Gates of Delirium. Days before I miss 
That was PFM. This you are listening to the Gates of Delirium Radio with me, your host, Junior Jenkins. My replacement is that has not shown up yet, so I'm going to play another track from a band that's more well known and perhaps uh, one of the greatest of the medieval prog bands out there. The name of this the band is Jethro Tull, and the Mouse Police Never Sleeps. With steel green eyes, swishing through the rye grass, with dogs and mouse and apple pie, tail balancing above my mouth, and the mouse please never sleep, lying in the cherry tree, sat in bed but warm bed, but here is the My name is Junior Jenkins. You're listening to The Gates of Delirium. 
Progressive Rock Radio.
have been listening to Gates of Delirium with me, Junior Jenkins. That's all for today. I hope to see you here next week, same time Wednesday on mutinyradio.org. Progressive rock from the heart of the Mission District. Good night. And get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ. It is Wednesday. It's high noon. Hi, Noon. You are listening to the AltaCast here on MutinyRadio.fm. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin, and I am joined today by Jason of The Purge. Well, hello there, Pam. How you been? I've been doing great. How have you been this week? I've just been peachy. Awesome. Peachy. Fuzzy on the outside with a hard interior that's... Some, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fuzzy on the outside. Insert joke here. Insert, yeah. <laughs> Insert punchline. Uh, so this is the AltaCast here on MutinyRadio.fm, brought to you by Alta California Botanicals, the best medical marijuana tink in the biz. If you have not tried it, you must go to tryalta.com and uh, check it out. Uh, or go to your local dispensary and ask for it by name, Alta California Botanicals. Medical marijuana solves everything. Except baldness. Except bald. You know what, though? Al, the inventor, creator, genius behind Alta California, actually believes that it also cures baldness. Oh, then sign me up. Yeah. I need a cell number immediately. Stat. Because he's bald, and and, uh, he started using it on his head. But the other thing is that he was using the uh, THCA, the acids of the plant, on his head, and he used to have, like, pre-cancerous, like, lesion kind of, not lesions, that's the wrong word, but, like, um, age spots and the whatnot, and they all went away. Now, that is really cool. Yeah. So there is possibly some really decent health benefits, uh, aside from what you've already mentioned. Yeah, taking cannabis is uh, going to solve everything. So uh, that's what the show is usually about, but today we are training Jason. Uh, you're going to listen to his show, The Purge, every Thursday morning from 8 to 10, coming up soon here on the station. But we have some music. We're going to talk. We're going to figure all this stuff out. So... Uh, I'm excited to find out a little bit more about Jason and 
find out some of the, the music that he is into. And we are going to start that up right now. Uh, tell us a little bit about Tool. Uh, what Tool. do you think about Maynard? Maynard, he's uh, definitely an outspoken young man. Well, he's not so much young anymore, but he's a guy who's very comfortable with who he is. And you, from what I understand, if you like him, great. If you don't like him, great. Uh, I can appreciate that kind of single-mindedness, being uh, comfortable in your own skin. And uh, I would put him up there with the Marilyn Manson, David Bowie, a performer. Have you ever tried his wine? Uh, no, I have not. I had actually looked online and saw the different types of vintages. He takes his wine seriously. It is expensive as fuck, but one of my... Th- uh, favorite people, snack master uh, down in San Diego, is a huge Tool fan, and he actually came up to San Francisco just to go to a wine tasting of Maynard's wine, and he spent like, I mean, it's expensive wine. Oh, maybe he could loan me some cash to go try some of that wine. <laughs> yeah, it's really great. It's grown in Arizona in this weird rocky place, and uh, there's a great documentary on it, so I had a lot more respect for Maynard after I watched the documentary on him making wine. It's called like blood into wine or something like that no shit yeah it's really Uh, good look it up on youtube learn something new every day whatever yeah all right so we're gonna start out today uh with a song uh vicarious by tool you want to give us a little background on why this is the song you chose uh well it's kind of it means a lot to me Uh, same reason why i like the idea behind the purge uh it's fact that i think most of society likes to live vicariously through things they see on tv stuff they hear on the radio uh celebrities that are famous for no other reason than being famous why is Kim Kardashian's ass still trending on Yahoo News? Okay, it's that big. It's probably covered at least half the internet in the known universe. Yeah. So, you know, for whatever either. reason, people just uh, are drawn to demagogues and, and cults of personality. We're not necessarily talking about uh, despots and tyrants, but yeah. people that are just attention whores. And then, <laughs> but the thing that always wows me is that... We give them our money. Like every time someone buys a People magazine, they're just throwing money at this, you know, infrastructure of to go take pictures of these people when they don't want pictures taken. And but that's a thing they have to do because they're famous, but they want it. And then there's a PR agent. Anyways, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because, you know, what cracks me up the most about the uh, celebrities that lose their minds in one way or another is that they they seek that fame. They seek that fortune. They seek to somehow make a make their little niche in entertainment but when they get too popular they get to a point where they think that they're being hounded i need my privacy now well that's not necessarily what you may have signed up for that's when you sign up for rehab <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> yeah you get all the privacy you need <laughs> all right so uh live vicariously through uh through through this song right now on the AltaCast. it'll change your life mutinyradio.fm
All right, everybody. That was Tool Vicarious. Oh, yeah. Now I'm ready to start talking. That always gets me fired up. <laughs> uh, there was some brain sperm coming out of the uh, end of that video. Uh, crazy stuff. We're being infiltrated right now by the brain sperm. Don't listen to them. Don't. <laughs> They're like Jehovah's Witnesses Abs- sometimes. Don't listen to Kanye. Go make your own music. How about that? Well, listen to listen to what you want, but there's this one song right now that is so poppy, and I don't want to listen to it, and I don't want to hear it, and it's constantly in my head, and it is so bad. It is, it is so bad. How bad is it? Uh, it it is so bad that I can't even tell you what song it is because then it'll be in my head again for the whole day. Pop music is the devil. You know what the sad part about it is, though? This particular song, I have an uncontrollable urge to dance to it every time because it has firmly lodged itself in the back of my psyche. Oh, because we're moving to pop music next. Yeah. Yeah, Maroon 5 can get in your head. I actually, um, <laughs> I watched, a, I, I babysit for small children uh, who love pop music, and they show me things on the iPad and, and the stuff, and they showed me this one video that's a Maroon 5 song where the video is they're crashing all of these weddings, and then singing the same song to all the brides, and the brides get so excited, and I swear to you, I started crying. Really? What was so tearful about that? It's just the excitement on people's face when they're like, Maroon 5 is at my wedding! And they start crying and like kissing their new husband and freaking out, and the whole group is like insane, and it's so weird. Speaking of weird, we have a phone call. Jason's going to pick up the phone. He's going to learn Most how definitely. to do this. You guys are listening to the AltaCast here on MutinyRadio.fm every Wednesday from... No, no, no. you got to talk to her first. Talk to her first. Say, hey, Mutiny Radio. Mutiny Radio. There, there's Sweet Gail. Uh, and then we say, Sweet Gail, how you doing? So first, Jason's going to hang up the phone, and then we're going to bring up Sweet Gail. Sorry about yeah, that, Sweet Gail. Well, we're we're actually it's just our technology that's whispering. We hear yeah, I you. Know that guy Great. Well, um, it's because it's a landline, and uh, you know, here's the thing. I don't understand any of it, Sweet Gail. It, the, the internet is a series of tubes, uh, and there's waves of sound flying through them. I don't even understand how phones work. Like, I, I have I no idea what I'm doing. I dial a phone, so don't ask me. Do you have a landline, or are you on an iPhone, Sweet Gale? Oh, no. I- iPhone? What am I, a millionaire? <laughs> Sweet Gale, you know that they're giving away iPhones on the corner, the Obama phones? You can, you can get... The only problem with that, they asked me if I wanted one the other day, and I oh, said, no. Oh, man, you're no. more savvy than that. Well, I don't... I'm afraid of the chip. I don't want Obama to know where I am. Like, there's got to be a chip in the those phones because they're giving them to poor people and I feel like there's like some small device so they can track don't tell us. Me you're oh, yeah. uh, I'm a, uh, I, we didn't you cut out there for a second. Don't tell me you're what? Don't tell me you're paranoid. Oh my god, sweet Gail, I'm so paranoid. No no what I think is when people want to give you something free, it's gonna end up costing you more. Yeah. I thought every time somebody offered something for free I took three. <laughs> yeah it's free 
what they're giving you, but the cost down the line is going to cost you more. Right. Hey, did you ever read the book by um, Stephen King called The Cell? Where, um, oh, every, yeah. Isn't that a great book? That was an awesome book. Everyone who was on their cell phone, like at this one moment in time, some weird thing happened, and they all became these crazy zombie face-eating people. Yeah, it was like a pre-World War Z, yeah. World War Z book. Absolutely. Stephen oh, yeah, King. World War Z. Um, Sweet Gail, what do you do all day? What's your t- tell us a little bit about Sweet Gail's? What do I do all day? Your average Wednesday. Tell us your average Wednesday. It's the same as always. I play on the phone and watch a lot of TV. What's your favorite TV? I like Dr. Phil. <gasps> oh yeah. You like you know, Dr. Phil? I found Phil? out something recently from Dr. Phil. This is very interesting. What is the number one thing people don't like and people fear? O- Obama. No rejection. Rejection. Oh. That's the one thing all over the world is the same. All people are at that. They don't like rejection. Oh. That's the basis of, I guess, everything. They don't like rejection. But so much Doesn't of Doesn't matter everything. what society you're in. No one likes to be. Everyone wants to be accepted. That's the root thing right That's there. That's the one thing they don't want. They don't want to be rejected. Sweet Gail, you're accepted. And the one exactly thing they right. do want, they want to be accepted. Right. Well, I have an example of this. Um, there was a there was a comedy fight. <laughs> there was a physical fight between comedians, and that's what it was: is that one comedian wanted to be accepted, and the other one rejected him in front of people, and then uh. a fist fight broke out. And that actually happened to me once too. I almost got in a fist fight with Dash Kiwakowski. And what location was that? Uh, it was at an undisclosed comedy house in Oakland. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I want to let you know my battery is weak, so when we get disconnected, I don't hang up on you as weak. Oh, okay. Well, thank you so much uh, for saying that. Yeah, I mean, that's the deal. I heard it on Dr. Phil. Yeah, uh, so that's great. You're learning stuff off the TV. What's your second favorite show besides Dr. Phil? Oh, I like those Law and Order stuff, you know, and I like Judge dun, dun. I need to introduce you, sweet gal, to my buddy, Chris. Every time I... Uh see him he is watching a rerun of some sort if not the new episodes of every law and order ever made dun dun exactly <laughs> he, he, what did he do with him did he record them all no we got netflix he's one of my roommates and uh it's, it's become his natural habitat the tv room with law and order on wow the original law and order the original law and order he also watches the spinoffs svu he you know when he can squeeze in a few extra hours he'll throw in criminal intent just for kicks and giggles wow so he must watch ion television uh ion television tnt and any other channel that it happens to be on at that moment uh and yeah that that's that's what he loves to do so uh i hope to get to meet you in person one of these days sweet gail and uh maybe make uh, a new a new law and order friend uh, I can what about it? criminal minds uh he does watch that from time to time i actually like the earlier ones when mandy patankin was in uh was the uh, the lead investigator but you know since they switched the uh lead investigator i don't watch it too much anymore uh, sweet gail what do you like about law and order and these criminal shows is it what is it that you're trying to make the perfect crime and so you're watching as many <laughs> you can have an original storylines because a lot of times on law and order and criminal minds whatever it starts out one thing you know what they say the red heron you think is this is what's going on right but it gets more involved and that's not what's going on but it always starts with a dead hooker am i right no oh okay <laughs> Usually there's a live hooker. A live hooker that then they kill and then they find out. But no one cares. You know, they have one story where I guess some kid got kidnapped or something. And then it turns out 
it gets to be a long involved thing where there's some kind of a business going where they take children and sell them. So like 10 or 12 years later, they find this kid who was sold to this couple, and now they got to return them to the original, the real parent. And the kid wants to stay with the couple that brought him up so, because those are his parents. But the law says you have to go back to your real parent. But you, you have this need for external drama, right? And so you're finding it through these particular uh, shows. I really can't hear you. But you're, you, you're, looking, you're looking for drama. And, and so you're finding it kind of on TV. And I'm, we just listened to I'm this. I'm looking for storylines. You like the story, but the storylines no, are. I, this is where I get myself in trouble. <laughs> I can't see Star Wars. Why not? What? Oh, What's, that's what? it. We are no longer friends, sweet girl. This is people off. I mean, I'm, I can take it or leave it. But it's great storylines, though. It's, a, it's no, an incredible no, storyline. Star Wars has. There's a lot of that technical stuff that... Oh, not at all. Special effects and blowing up and all that crap. No, but there's great storylines. There's always like a a love interest. These days, they don't rely on story, story, story. They rely on the adrenaline rush of the blowing this up, blowing that up. Star Wars is a classic hero myth journey based almost on Joseph Campbell's theories. There's archetypical characters. There's Luke Skywalker. There's a young man. we just lost her. Uh-oh. We just lost her. Her phone went out. As I start talking about archetypical characters, her phone died. It's okay, guys. We did not hang up on her. She did not hang up on us. Um, but it's good. It's funny that right when I start getting deep with my smarty pants, she's like, I'm out. I know. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not necessarily a soul on the fact that her phone just cut out. You know? <laughs> she told us ahead of time. Anyways, yeah. that's sweet Gail, you guys. She used to do comedy and... Did she? Yes. And um, she's um, she has some infirmments in her um she's has some really bad arthritis and so she really can't leave her house anymore but she used to always come out to the brainwash and to dirty tricks and she'd sort of like waddle up to the stage and she'd never get on the stage because it was too high and too difficult and she'd talk on the ground uh and one time at dirty tricks she took off her shirt and she had this bright like i don't remember if it was orange or pink brawn and she is a she is over 50 and she is she is a unique and wonderful individual, and uh, <laughs> there are some pictures of her online and a brought dirty tricks from like four years ago. Um, we miss her on the scene because she was a lot of fun. But I know what she means about accepted and rejected because um, I think that a lot of times she was the butt of some jokes. Oh, this might be her back. Let's try it again. Let's try it again. Alrighty. This is Jason from The Purge training here on the AltaCast here on MutinyRadio.fm, learning how to use the phone, figuring it all out. And uh, we're going to bring Sweet Gail back right now. She she made it back, and we're going to push that phone right on up to bring it up to 11. There we go. It's like, uh, what? Can't remember the name of that uh, old uh, parody rock and roll. It's uh, Spinal Tap. Spinal Tap, yeah. So we have to turn her up to eleven. But it it goes to (laughs) eleven. I always prefer Star Trek to Star Wars. Okay, back to the back. So you, you know, and this is the thing. Some people really do prefer. Now, I think that Star Trek actually has more technology in it, um, and technology that's been realized. Um, The flip phones, the communicators that they were using in the '60s, those look and seem a lot like cell phones. The flip technology, you know. So, not to get too deep, but there's this thing called um, metaphysics. Oh, I did it again. She doesn't want to get deep. So, there's this thing called metaphysics, uh, and it is a concept that 
once it's created in your mind or and it's written down as a story or in a poem or in some sort of if it's on a TV show it it already is created we just don't have the science to create it yet so when Gene Roddenberry created the idea of these communicators where you would be far away and you would talk to someone far away on this weird thing that is when the cell phone was actually invented it was, it was at least it, as a concept. As a concept. But once a concept exists, it's real. I never thought of it that way. It's, it's concrete. It's real. You can discuss it. It exists in the universe. Thought is real. Thought exists. And that's like the crux of metaphysics. Is that anytime you think of something new or you create it in a story or an idea, like the zombies. Yeah. Yes, zombies are coming. We've <laughs> already written them. They're totally coming. Uh, there's going to be some weird like Ebola strain uh, with some other thing, some flesh-eating Ebola with maybe some rabies, right? Oh, yeah, I got to throw and a little rabies So in. you'll have some foaming at the mouth, and you'll be eating people's skin, and it'll be just like zombies. Hey, Gail's back, it looks do like. You want it, do you want to do it again, or do you uh, want to go to a song? Uh, try, third time's got to be the charm. Third time's the charm. Here we go. Listen to the AltaCast here on MutinyRadio.fm. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin, hanging out with Jason of The Purge. You guys are going to start listening to his show every Thursday from 8 to 10 Yeah, my battery is shot, so I'll have to catch you another time. Oh, well, hey, at least you helped give me some practice on answering the, the, well, f- hey, the landline. Hey, fun. Thank you so much, Sweet Gail, for calling in. Remember Star Wars, hey! Oh! Well, they're not, they don't need your money, honey. They got, they got enough of <laughs> they're their They're not own. starving. <laughs> so that was Sweet Gail, and uh, it's nice that she gave us uh, a little salutation there. Uh, yeah, getting deep with the metaphysics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, better living through Star Wars, Star Trek debates. Absolutely. I, I really, um, I don't ever want to fly around in space, though. I think that that is, I won't even scuba dive. Really? No way. I don't, I cannot drink or breathe a tank of water in some, like, unnatural I don't even like flying in planes oh so you and John Madden have a lot in common absolutely right gotta get on the bus Indeed. get on the bus Discuss. get on the bus get uh, on the bus go so the bus, that had to really have blown your mind then when they had that uh, I guess application process for people wanting to uh, go on a one way trip to Mars oh not not me had <laughs> over like 90,000 people signed up for that knowing nope. that they're not gonna come back nope not me uh, I like breathing air and it, it helps. I, yeah, it's a thing that my body does, and it's good at it. And I can't imagine being like in an airplane or a recycled can of air in space. And I just, I, my brain doesn't even want to wrap its head around that concept. Yeah, I mean, that doesn't necessarily fall under the you only live once category, huh? Yeah, I. You know what though? I'll never jump out of a plane. Okay, the only time I think I'd ever even go in a helicopter is if I was on Survivor, and I won one of the rewards, and they're like, uh, "You're getting picked up in a helicopter and going to another island. It's gonna be amazing." I'd still be afraid, but I'd be like, "Oh, awesome. Okay, I can do this." But I would never jump out of a plane, bungee jump, um, like scale a, a, a rock climb something really steep without like super safe ropes that are already have been dug into that thing like even half dome would freak me out and that thing's been there for a long time like with the go up this weird ladder thing and don't fall off um i'm sensing a a slight fear of heights yeah i don't like being high up uh because you could fall down yeah, that is a, a unfortunate byproduct if you slip or something goes really bad. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I don't, I don't mind like three stories. That doesn't bother me. I can go up in a cherry picker. I can change lights in a theater. I can, I can be on a catwalk. All that kind of stuff is fine for me. But 
once once I'm gonna br do more than break a leg, I'm out. Uh, hey, <laughs> terrible segues here. We our next song is by Maroon 5. Oh, it's an awesome segue. We're just being creative, that's all. <laughs> oh, Maroon 5. I gotta tell you, I used to babysit for this kid, and she loved the voice, right? And Adam, uh, Adam Levine, just she was just gaga for this guy. And he's actually my, he's actually, I think, a year younger than me. He's like 40 now. I understand he's my age. Oh, there you go. Yeah, you know. Yeah. A couple of different choices in life. That different could be me. Different choices. <laughs> you could have a stupid tiger tattoo on your arm, too. That it is stupid. I'll get, yeah. Oh, my God. What a douche. Like a <laughs> uh, but, but, hey, we're going we're gonna to listen to a song of his uh, here at Jason's request. Again, listen to The Purge. You never know what you're going to get from Tool to Maroon 5 here uh, on yeah. Mutiny Radio. Goes like this. Uh, 
I think we sort of... Yeah. You know who else has the moves like Jagger? Not Donald Trump. Not Donald Trump. Not Donald Trump. No moves. Negative moves. Bad moves. Yeah, that, um... I actually kind of do want to see him uh, get on uh, Dancing with the Stars. Oh, my God. Or So You Think You Can Dance, because I really think that is his, his hair piece, and it, I'm convinced it's a hair piece, has better rhythm than he does. Yeah, definitely. Donald Trump. What a douche. Target. What a douche. <laughs> front runner. GOP front runner. Biggest douche in America. Yeah, he's going to make George W. look like a freaking just Rhodes Scholar. I, it's... <sighs> Let's run America like a business. Uh, hey, let's kill a bunch of Muslims. That sounds like fun. Yeah, and their families. Why yeah, not? that was the thing that upset me the most was last Thursday when he came out saying that these ISIS people don't care about their own lives, so we have to go after their families. Excuse me? Basically, he said, let's go into Syria. Let's go into Afghanistan. Let's go. Let's let's just go kill them. Yeah. Let's go kill their families. Yeah, that's... Sound foreign what? policy right there. Very sound foreign policy. It, it's, it sounds like when I was little, I thought that my dad, uh, the big Republican, was joking. I thought he was joking when he would say, bomb him. Just get into Iraq and bomb him. Just bomb him. He was like, shock and awe. Let's get him. Boom. Just before shock and awe, even when it was the first uh, Iraqi war, the Gulf uh, skirmish or whatever that was, um, the Gulf War. He was like, bomb him. Can't we just blow him off the face of the earth? And I'm like, you're a hardcore Christian. And you, and whoops, they're Muslims. Get them out. And this strange, like, baby boomer mentality of, I don't know, us and them and Christians. And uh, can we get back to some isolationism and just think about us as a country and not worry about what they're doing oh, over yeah, there? This country's eight degrees of fucked up already, man. Why worry about screwing the rest of the world up, man? You know, we handle our own business. We and Yeah, until we handle our own business, why are we even worried about what's going on? Like, the, the military-industrial complex, like, spending machine, with the money that we spend blowing things up, think about how many things we can build. Oh, and we tend to have to because we've blown up so much well, shit. Well, and that's <laughs> the thing, is that's the racket. We go in and spend money to blow it up, and then we go in with money to rebuild it. We, we're double dipping. Yeah. We're dipping on both ends because we're industrial assholes. Like, I actually thought this morning when I woke up and I, I kind of was, I don't really like Christmas because it's so commercial and all that stuff. Hell there's, yeah. a, there's a couple stupid things I like about Christmas. Uh, one is eggnog. Two is wearing uh, red and green and sometimes some elf hats. That's about it. I, I like the smallest <laughs> bit of Christmas. So I'm putting on my elf hat today and I see the Old Navy logo and I'm like, ah! So I tried to cover it up with a, a jaunty pin, you know? And then I realized that the entire Santa and elf Christmas story is about slavery. Really? I the never thought of it that way. The elves are slaves. The elves are tiny little people far, far away that make toys for little American boys and girls. Those kids are in Malaysia, Indonesia, um, India, Vietnam. China, Vietnam, making our toys, making our lead toys. We don't have lead toys anymore. They, we give them lead toys. They're making our weird little stupid Santa hats so that we can go to Old Navy and buy them for $1.99, us American assholes. It's, we've got tiny little elves with tiny little fingers making 12 cents an hour somewhere far, far away. And why are we buying this stuff? Because we want to show somebody we love them through giving them. We're basically, we're bribing people right. you know, with, with presents. Here, I love yeah. you. Here's a, a freaking Barbie doll. Cute and gift your your, uh, your guilt away by giving good presents at Christmas. I'm mailing my family ribeye steaks. Well, that's sweet. And practical. That's they nice. might get hungry. 
Uh, I am uh, babysitting a child. I'm using actual child labor for my presence this year. I <laughs> own it. I'm, I'm babysitting on Saturday uh, all day for this adorable eight-year-old. And I'm going to bring, uh, she also uh, has special needs. So I didn't want to make cookies because that's more me working than her. So we're going to make coal. So we're going to take kettle corn and then we're going to melt chocolate and we're going to put craisins and um, cashews and like other delicious things and we're gonna melt it all together and she's gonna mix it in a big bowl and then I'm gonna have her take little brown paper bags and put XXX coal on all of them and I'm gonna take that chocolate covered popcorn yumminess and put it in the bag and give it to comedians oh now that is working smarter not harder right there and here's the beauty I'm using all the food it's gonna be off my food stamps oh man so it's a food gift that I'm and I'm getting paid while I'm making it because I'm babysitting for five hours <laughs> so I'm using thank you government I'm using my government stipend to make to get the food I'm using uh, child labor to create it uh, the only thing I have to buy is the paper bags is it too late to nominate a write-in candidate for president? <laughs> is, that, is that me? <laughs> no, I'm, uh, I'm, I just, I don't believe in, I believe in using the resources that we have, and it makes me sad that Donald Trump, the biggest industrialist, ca I mean, look at his buildings, just made of glass and huge and, and industry and money. And gone bankrupt uh, several times. Well, it's so, that that's the American way. I mean, you just, and I've been told this, I came, I came from an upper middle class upbringing, and in fact, it was kind of like, we weren't like, rich 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 but my parents house was worth like over a million dollars so we were rich people that's rich in my it's eyes it's rich in my eyes too now it's rich at the, that time i thought i was poor but now i'm like oh my god um and rich i mean okay where was i going with the rich people i lost i lost my train uh oh derailment derailment uh, but I was I was raised really wealthy and oh I remember bankruptcy and i've had people in that i've gone to college with and then after and they're like you just take out a ton of loans and then you just default on them. And after seven years, they can't do anything. Hmm. I'm like, what, what, what? <laughs> <laughs> what, what? Well, your credit's destroyed, but you just, and even uh, when I moved to San Francisco, my, my mother chastised me and she was like, why can't you just be a normal American and take out a bunch of loans and buy a house and a car and wear a silk suit and walk down in the, uh, what's that area? In the financial district and find a nice over 30 non-married, no kids dude, okay? Can't you just do that? <laughs> And I'm like, okay, I already have tattoos all over me, so I fucked myself, all right? I'm definitely oh, not going to nice be nice tattoos. I love them. But I'm definitely not going to be like a makeup-wearing trophy wife that hangs out in Walnut Creek. You would not have worked worried. well in the 50s. <laughs> <laughs> Except I make great cookies. Uh, but, Amer I mean, there's this, there's a dying middle class, but it's this sort of like, it's the baby boomers kids that are all like, I deserve this. I should have this money. Oh, don't get me started on entitlement. Oh, my oh. goodness. And Trump might be the most entitled. And But that's not what Americans are. We're entitled little babies, and we want everything, and we want it cheap, and we... And when I... I don't have a smartphone, but when I see a person who's at, um, financially challenged, and I know they are, and they pull out their smartphone, I'm like, but you have the budget for that? You have the budget for that? Or when I see people smoking and I know that they're financially challenged and I'm like, you have the budget for that? They'll make, they'll make a budget. They will, that's how, that's where they take their loans out for. Especially when it's in front of your kids. I'm like, you're gonna, t like, I'm allowed to smoke because I don't have kids. I'm allowed to spend money, as much money as I want on alcohol because I don't have kids. My cat costs me like 20 bucks a month. Oh damn. That's what I mean with this food and this litter, you know, maybe 30, but like, that's it. 
and people have kids and your economy changes once you have other responsibilities. I, as a responsible adult, have chosen not to have those responsibilities. Good choice, it seems. Yeah, because otherwise, I mean, how do you how do you take a baby to a bar? Are you allowed to do that? Backpack. Backpack. Stick them in a backpack. Little snorkel. You're good. <laughs> snorkel. Teach them how to swim. Babies <laughs> know how to swim. Uh, you know who doesn't, who seems to know how to swim really well, but we wish he would sink, is Donald Trump. Uh, we have found a little uh, Trumpy. This is Donald Trump is an asshole. Part one of many. Many. Many, 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 because he is giving comedians all across the globe more than enough fodder to just rip him a new one. I won't even, like, make a joke about him because I think it's too cheap. Well, I can appreciate the effort. First of all, Rand Paul shouldn't even be on this stage. He's number 11. He's got 1% in the polls. And how he got up here, there's far too many people. Anyway, as far as temperament, and we all know that, as far as temperament, I think I have a great temperament. I built a phenomenal business with incredible, iconic assets, uh, one of the really, truly great real estate businesses. And I may be an entertainer because I've had tremendous success with number one bestsellers all over the place, with The Apprentice and everything else I've done. But I will tell you this, what I am far and away greater than an entertainer is a businessman. And that's the kind of mindset this country needs to bring it back. Because we owe 19 trillion right now, 19 trillion dollars. And you need this kind of thinking to bring our country back. And believe me, my temperament is very good, very calm, but we will be respected outside of this country. We are not respected now. Mr. Senator Paul, your name has been invoked. I kind of have to laugh when I think of, hmm, sounds like a non sequitur. He was asked whether or not he would be capable and it would be in good hands to be in charge of the nuclear weapons and all of a sudden there's a sideways attack at me. I think that really goes to really the judgment. Do we want some with that kind of character, that kind of careless language to be negotiating with Putin? Do we want someone like that to be negotiating with Iran? I think really there's a sophomore quality that is entertaining about Mr. Trump, but I am worried. I'm very concerned about him having him in charge of the nuclear weapons because I think his response, his, his visceral response to attack people on their appearance, short, tall, fat, ugly, my goodness, that happened in junior high. Are we not way above that? And would we not all be worried to have someone like that in charge of the nuclear arsenal? Mr. Trump. I never attacked him on his look. And believe me, there's plenty of subject matter right there that I can tell you. But Jake, Jake, I want to I want to give Mr. Trump. But Jake, Mr. This, Mr. Trump, this, this, I want to give you another. Oh, man. You got to be kidding me. I have not heard that one before. And it, it sounds like a, a presidential version of, well, you're ugly. Well, you're ugly, too. I don't um, have pet let's, peeves. Let's listen to another one. major psychotic fucking hatreds, okay? And, you know, I talk about it. it. It's not been easy for me. It has not been easy for me. And, you know, I, I started off in Brooklyn. My father gave me a small loan of a million dollars. I came into Manhattan, and I had to pay him back, and I had to pay him back with interest. There we go. A small loan of a million. You know, I uh, I find myself getting yelled at when I hit my parent up, my parents up for twenty 